Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Steve Kerr joins us on the Bud Light guest line. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. And Steve is brought to us by Xfinity. Supercharge your home or supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And in all of the years, Steve, that we have been talking to you, uh, I, I don't think we've ever had as much happen over the course of since the last time we've talked to today's conversation. So we really appreciate your time this afternoon. Uh, welcome to your much-deserved, I'm sure, happy to see it, NBA All-Star break. You could probably use one right about now. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody uh, needs one. Uh, the players, coaches, uh, front office, I think it's, it's good for everybody to get a little break and then get back to work. I also thought it was good to hear a little bit of, not the finger pointing, but the accountability that Draymond was talking about last night after you got, I mean, you were in a game against the Clippers right up until you weren't. And, um, you know, to hear him say this isn't, you know, this isn't a hangover. We're way too deep into that. This is about taking accountability for the things that we know how to do. This is a choice of will. And, you know, hopefully this is a choice that your team will be making in the remaining 24 games here. We're at a sprint to the finish all of a sudden when we come on back. Yeah, we are. I mean, we've we've put ourselves in this position, unfortunately, but uh, this is where we are. So, um, you know, we're, we're right in the thick of everything, um, but so are a bunch of teams, and we're going to have to fight our way through and, and, uh, and try to you know, get to the playoffs, get healthy, and uh, see what we can do from there. Um, given that you have the rarest of rare nine-day breaks, how long do you feel comfortable just getting away from everything basketball? Uh, is that a day? Is that three days? Will you get sucked in in four hours and watch a game when you don't really have to? And how, how are you trying to parse out this time off for yourself? Honestly, the biggest thing is just you know not getting on a plane and not uh, going through the usual routine. I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's just you know the, we we have such a a routine in our world in the NBA. You know we we have a saying every day is Wednesday um, because it really doesn't matter what day it is. It's just you know it's another day of practice or game or both and. And so I think the all-star break is really about just getting away from the routine and uh, everybody's going their separate ways. Um, some people are going to a beach somewhere. Others are just staying in San Francisco. Um, I'm down in San Diego, just um, relaxing. And it's, uh, I'm just looking forward to not having the routine and just being able to you know, relax and, and uh, work out and maybe play a little golf and, and just, uh, just get away. Now that Steph Curry is a uh, PGA ambassador, do you guys get on courses easier? Uh, I was not aware. He's a PGA ambassador? Yeah. Like, Steph Curry has been added to a list that includes, like, former presidents and, you know, Bob Hope and all sorts of entertainers. He's, he is now, like, an official golf ambassador which means, at the very least, you guys should get, like, free buckets of balls and carts when you show up, right? I'm pretty sure Steph got that before. So <laughs> I'm not sure there's been an upgrade. Um, as, as someone who's been, you know, spent half his life in the NBA, did the All-Star break mean more to you from the physical rest that you would get as a player or the mental rest that you need as a coach? 
Uh, that's a good question. I, you know, when I was a player, All-Star break was like three days. Right. And, and so what's happened, you know, here over the last, whenever it was, I think, you know, seven, eight years ago, the league uh, made it a full week. I think it's it's just made a dramatic difference. Um, but as a player, it, it was it was enormous just to, to you know get away and and uh, rest your body for a few days. But I think it's really great what the league has done and, and given you know coaches and and players a, a, a real vacation. I mean, two or three days is not really enough to. And and back then, the guys who were in the game or you know in the contest, you know, three point or skills competition. They really didn't get any time off, so I think this is this is really much needed for everybody, and and uh, I, th- I know everyone's looking forward to it. How much did this long break off after last night's game make you or, or allow you to feel comfortable playing Clay Thompson, or will we be seeing him? You know, pretty much like in your in your final twenty four games, you could use as much Clay Thompson as you can possibly get. Might he play all twenty four games? It's uh, it's going to be up to the performance staff and and uh, but the fact that we uh, they felt comfortable uh, with you know Clay playing last night um, is a good sign that uh, you know that he's 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 ready for more. So uh, I would anticipate that he's going to play in more back to back backs. But obviously everything is fluid and we we just have to you know, see where he is at every given moment. As a general rule. The, across the league, and I know you can't speak for every team, but is this about the time of year when load management tapers off for all but the you know the the hopeless few that don't really have any playoff uh, uh, hopes at all? Uh, you know, it's again, this is you know, this is up to performance staff and um every year is different you got guys with different injuries it's not so easy to say well now that it's uh, february you know we're, we're, nobody's gonna sit out a game guys will spit out a game if they're banged up and and vulnerable to injury and so it's just it is what it is steve kerr here with us on 95 7 the game so uh we've had a lot of days to talk about to think about james wiseman and I'm sure you have answered the question many, many different ways and times, and maybe you've even thought about it a little bit differently, you know, in just the last 24 hours than you did in the initial 24 hours after the deal was made. What I certainly know are all the things that you liked about him. I know more, Steve, about what you liked about James Wiseman than, and then I think what you didn't like about James Wiseman. So I, 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 I want to start with this. What made his on-court presence so fatal to your winning formula that he couldn't even be put on the floor for eight minutes, you know, four minutes in the, in the second quarter, four minutes in the third, what made him such a, a tough fit? Well, it, it, it basically just came down to his inexperience. That's all. And then where we are organizationally, um, you know, trying to win a championship. And I know you've heard me say that before, but that's the answer. Um, you're, you're talking about a, a guy who uh, just has very little basketball experience with the three games in college and then the, uh, the, the number of injuries he's had over three years. I think he's, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's played maybe 60, 70 games, something like that. Um, that's uh, it's just not enough when you're talking about competing uh, for a championship, and that's that's where you know the uh, the the issue came. And and I know Bob has talked about it. I've talked about it. Uh, we 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 love James. We love his talent. Love his character, and um, still feel that way. And uh, bottom line, just he just didn't have enough experience to to be in the situation with this team with this continuity. Um, because I couldn't afford to give him the runway that he needed to, um, you know, to make some mistakes and go out and play. If if ultra raw and young talent became a problem for James Wiseman, it obviously didn't stop you guys from taking a chance on Jonathan Kaminga. What do you wish you could have taken out of Kaminga and put into Wiseman 
that would have made Wiseman more playable for you so early in his basketball life? Every every player is a different uh, case, and and so I, I'm I wouldn't even answer that question because they're just you know you, you're intimating that that you know James was missing something that that JK has that that's not the case. It's two entirely different sets of circumstances and two different positions um you know the center position is is much more difficult to play than the wing position and so there's a, there's just a lot of factors in play and it's it's not so easy to just say you know hey here's your answer if if he wasn't the all-court answer to what you hoped you might have drafted was there no situational fit that could have been coached into him like you said you know you you're you're a team that's trying to defend a championship and it's not the easiest system but still like setting a good screen and grabbing a rebound are are all part of it too could he have just been reduced to a remedial level of execution where you could have gotten more out of that i'm assuming that you tried like i want to give you and your coaching staff all the benefit of the doubt we we've seen you guys have a, a staggering amount of success and it just feels like like, here is someone with so much raw talent that you claim to have liked working with so much. It's amazing that something couldn't have been crafted out of him. Uh, you, 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 so, in three years, his first year, he started much of the year, played significant minutes, had, a, a, I think, a good rookie season, played a lot. Um, and then he got hurt. And then I think that's the biggest thing, is that you, you, you have to factor in the injury he missed a year and a half of play and was finally healthy this year and we were doing exactly what you were just saying you know giving him some minutes you know trying to find uh, a good role for him we started the season out that way he was in the rotation then he got hurt again and and so you know you, you you've watched it all i i know it, it, it'd be really nice to just say well couldn't you have done this couldn't you have done that Bottom line is you, you, you go down the path as a team uh, with all of your players and you try to figure out the best way to develop everybody, best way to, for everyone to succeed. And, you, you know, generally you, you, you figure it out as you go. And when you, when you figure something out and you, you, you realize this isn't working, you've got to move on. And it's best for the player and it's best for the team. And it's as simple as that. Um, I, I know you're looking for the, the magic pill, the answer that, that, that you want, but everything is right there before your eyes. You know, everything that you've seen, everything that we've talked about, the transparency, I, I don't think I can answer it anymore. Uh, speaking of players you don't have right now, what was your reaction when you found out that Gary Payton, the second, didn't pass his phys- physical, and not only couldn't pass his physical, that he's essentially going to be sort of put on blocks for the next month to two. Yeah, disappointing, obviously. I mean, we were excited about uh, Gary's addition. We know uh, what he did for us last year, and and we needed you know, immediate help. I, I, we needed a boost uh, at the deadline, and that was one of the reasons for the deal. So, you know, finding out that he was going to be out for a while um, was frustrating, but um, that's, that's the way it goes. That's what it is. So we got to find a way to to uh, you know, keep keep moving forward and hopefully get him back at the end of the year. Beyond that, though, when you first heard about it, was your first instinct, "Nah, that's not funny." Of course, he passed. Were you? I mean, what did you throw against the wall when you found out? I didn't throw anything against the wall. I mean, this is you know, like you you, you go you go through this stuff and. Every year, something different happens. Players are injured. You know, players are traded. Stuff happens. Uh, one year we had the worst record in the league. Last year we won the championship. It's just life. It's just stuff happens. So I, I don't, I don't spend my time throwing stuff against the wall and lamenting things. And I, we, you just keep moving forward. You just keep, keep, um, you know, dealing with what, what is happening right now. It must be wildly frustrating, though, Steve, to see two team doctors diagnose the same players so differently. I mean, there's a wide chasm between, yeah, we played him last night, the Portland Trailblazers did, and you guys saying, yeah, we can't play him for a couple of months here. It just seems like it's it's 
it's uh, two totally different sets of x-rays that 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 team doctors were working off of i mean there there must have been a level of flabbergasted that came with such a uh, an extensive prognosis of of the layoff this is why i like being a coach better than being a general manager you know as a coach you you just uh you deal with what's right in front of you as a general manager. You've got all kinds of stuff like that to deal with. And, and I know Bob has talked about it and it, it, Bob is limited in what he can say. Um, and, and so am I. So, um, you know, we, we are where we are. Is, um, as the, as the weekend went on and the decision was being made, um, to whether to accept the trade or not, uh, did you, were you just sort of sitting in the room letting Bob make the decision? How much input did you feel comfortable having because the machinations were in some ways sort of above your pay grade? Now we had, uh, we had a meeting you know, early in the week, maybe Monday with our, the coaching staff and, uh, and the front office to talk about all the different possibilities and how would this guy fit? How would that guy fit? Uh, you know, Bob's great about that. Just collaborating and uh, getting opinions and uh, making sure, you know, we're uh, aware of what's happening as a staff. Uh, and then the next few days, it's just a matter of, um, you know, Bob's doing all that work. I'm preparing for games. I think we were in Portland for the last two days uh, before the deadline. Uh, so if, if he had anything to share with me, uh, he would call me, and if not, then um, then he wouldn't. And you know, so and then I think uh, we got back late at night after the Portland game, and the trade deadline was like noon the next day. And that's uh, so he he called me that morning, and that's when everything uh, came to fruition. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr, as you're looking for answers over your final 24 games here, pressing towards a, a you know a seed. Might you find some of the answers to the questions in in, in Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, because I mean you're you're basically left painting with the palettes that are, you know, on your uh, on your board right now, and and you're not going to have Gary Payton the second until quite a bit of time. So you you got to deal with what you got to deal with. Is there anything that you can maybe find in him since he hasn't been explored very much? What's his progress? Uh, how does he avoid becoming? Uh, you know, James Wiseman part two, for a lack of a better way to describe it. Um, I, I don't even, I don't even understand why you would phrase the question like that. Um, Patrick Baldwin is a is a rookie, and he's you know running his own race, and he's done really well this year. He's playing in Santa Cruz tonight. Um, he's, you know, he's helped us uh, win some games this year. He's learning. He's growing. Um, he's another guy who has very little college experience, so it's all about the development process. And um, you know, I, I think what what you got to understand is, you know, with with every young player, um, it's there's development and there's fit, and you just draft guys, you work with them, uh, you go through the season. And generally, rookies aren't going to play much, um, you know, especially these days, given the lack of experience. So, um, you know, I think Patrick's uh, long-term prospects are really good. He's, you know, got great size and shooting ability. He's a great kid. So we're really excited about him. But, um, you know, I, I just think it's so unfair uh, to to make any proclamations I mean, about him or even James or it's just you know but this is the this I guess this is the way it is so you got to ask what you got to ask. Um, when do you come back to San Francisco and get reimmersed in all of all of your tasks? I mean, how long do you? I don't want to say feel comfortable, but how long a break? do you feel is best for you before you start getting antsy and want to get back involved as much as you're involved on a day-to-day basis? We uh, will meet on uh, Tuesday in L.A. because our first game back is uh, in L.A. Thursday. And so we're going to practice Tuesday night and then Wednesday. And so that's the plan is for everybody to convene in LA and I'll be doing some work, um, you know, between now and then and, um, you know, just getting ready. 
No team in NBA history has ever won an NBA title without being at least six games over 500. The 1978 Washington Bullets were 44 and 38, and they finished six games over 500, went on to win the title. In your final 24, we, we did the math on this, took us a calculator too, because no one here is too bright. Uh, 15 and 9 to match the Bullets' record. Uh, as you guys are trying to defend an NBA title, I asked you uh, a couple of weeks ago, the last time we talked to you, if you thought that you still could defend your NBA title. It was an emphatic yes um, at 29 and 29 with the, you know, no, no early dividends, unfortunately, to be found in the trade deadline because of the Gary Payton second injury. Do you still feel like this team is, is, is going to be capable of putting together an honest defense of this title as a playoff team? I do. I do. I do feel strongly about that. And um, I really don't care about the Washington Bullets of 1978. I'm pretty sure that doesn't apply uh, right now. So the only thing that we're worried about is, uh, you know, getting ready for these last 24 games and uh, trying to get guys healthy. And, you know, if we can put ourselves in a position where, where we are healthy, um, you know, with Steph and Gary coming back, um, I like what I'm seeing. I like what the way Clay's playing, I like the way Wiggs has played. You know, the last uh, last few games, um, Dante's had a, an amazing second half of the season. Um, so we got we got guys playing well. We just got to put it all together, and I really believe that we can do that. Do you think you can pick up your uh, tech streak in the first game back from go to two in a row now for you? Uh, frustration yeah, building I, up. I did not deserve the one last night. I was shocked. I did not. Uh, I wasn't demonstrative. I didn't use any bad words. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I, that one was shocking. I, I deserved the one the night before. Well, and you were, you were reacting to Plumlee trying to cut guys' heads off, right? Uh, well, I thought, uh, I thought Moses, Moody got fouled on a drive to the hoop. And, um, so I, I just complained uh, to the official, but, um, I, I didn't do it in a, in a, in a way that should have been, Offending, you know, I didn't do it demonstrably. I didn't use any profanity, so I was really shocked. I thought the game overall last night was very well officiated. I, I thought they did a good job. I just, uh, you know, I'm going to protect my guys and and uh, you know get on the refs now and then. But I think I didn't think what I did deserved. Can, can the league can the league rescind coaching technicals? They can. I don't. I don't know if they will, but. Uh, <laughs> I'd definitely like to have that one rescinded. If I'm going to do it, I might as well earn it. Yeah, I was about to ask, do you regret when you get a technical like that that you didn't get your money's worth? Yes, absolutely. Like If you're going to get it, then you you got you to earn it. Steve, thanks very much. We appreciate your time. As always, have a wonderful break. You guys deserve it, obviously. And we look forward to the finish. We look forward to the sprint. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Steve Kerr, running out of patience with us on 95.7 The Game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's you, 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 he's ready to go on a, an, an NBA All-Star break. Oh, more than ready. He's, he's ready to get away from guys like us. Or exactly us. Or, or specifically us. I mean, there, there's, there's, there was nothing left for him to say about Wiseman. Well, that he could afford to say. Right. Well, what what I think is, if we could sodium pentothal, Steve, what he would basically want to say is simply this. Big men come in two flavors. They've either got stone bodies and soft hands, or they're soft bodies with stone hands. Maybe James Wiseman is soft body with stone hands. And they realize that, and if they believed that they could actually have worked with that, he'd still be on the team. They'd still be working with him. I don't think they think he's an NBA player. I think they're being very, very nice to a guy on the way out the door who they think is going to be in Greece in two years. Maybe, but I also think that the resume there is so small that they don't really know. But they also know that their clock is ticking louder than most others because of the nature of their roster. And they don't have time to be patient the way a team like, say, Charlotte could be patient because Charlotte's building toward 
something. We don't know what it is. The Warriors have already built it. And Draymond Green said this a long time ago, which is it's a lot different being a draft pick on an established team with a resume than it is a team that's finished 13th the year before. It just, there was there was very little room for James Weissman to figure out who he was. It was, you either hit the ground running or you don't see the ground at all. Well, and that's why I asked him about Patrick Baldwin Jr. And I know that he was like, well, I don't understand why you would correlate the two. Yeah, you do, Steve. Yeah, you do. Young guys get buried on this team. And I agree with Steve when he says, hey, when he's been out there, he's actually flashed a little something. That's the point. He has flashed a little something when he's out there. And you'd think that when you flash a little something when you're out there, you're going to get out there a little bit more. But no. James Wiseman would flash a little something. And then he would go away for stretches of games at a time where you'd forget he was on the roster. You know, the player plays. If you got a player, you're playing the player. And you're going through what you think are the developmental hiccups along the way. And you do it in the name of the player plays. That's what I'm worried about. Because the players that they draft don't play. And that is either a bad fit from the drafting process or a bad fit from a coaching them up to be ready standpoint. It just, it's, the Warriors are really, really good at a lot of things that you got to be good at to be successful in this league. I don't know if player development is necessarily one of them. However, we're seeing Jordan Poole come along. We're seeing Jonathan Kaminga come along. So again, I'm, I'm not trying to accuse anybody of being really good at one thing and totally bad at the next, but every, every team has its challenges. What I don't want to hear is that, well, there's just no time to play them. We're too much of a veteran team trying to defend our title to give developmental minutes to young guys. Nonsense. We all agree that there are too many games in the season. Not like 40 freaking mulligans built into it as it is. Especially this year. There are all kinds of opportunities. Every single NBA game ever played had an eight-minute stretch of it didn't really matter somewhere in the second and third quarters. It's, 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 how, the game, it's how the league works. It, uh, I'm not going to argue with you because most of the time that is how the league works. But I think they were expecting different things from James Wiseman than James Wiseman expected for himself. And I think they struggled to get it across to him that they wanted him to be a certain kind of player. And he struggled with how to be that player. And I think ultimately what happened was the fact is they are trying to win another championship and they don't believe in giving away minutes because it usually doesn't pay off. I mean, they wanted him to be better, and I think they did try to coach him up. And I think they decided, well, clearly they decided that, you know, look, this well is just, it's running dry for us. But I don't think this was a matter of, you know, bad player development as much as it was they tried to draft for a specific need in a year in which that need couldn't be filled and they didn't like whatever it was they were hearing when they started to float around the idea of trading the pick. I mean, just at some point you either have, I mean, without knowing the details of it, at some point you either have to decide that Bob Myers knows what he's doing or he doesn't and even when you know what you're doing sometimes you swing and you miss yeah um, I get, uh, yeah so i, I don't know think you're not explaining is, it to me but yeah i mean i get well, no but I'm, I'm other people are listening so maybe talking to them as much as it disgusts me just talk to me just look me in my eye you talk to me ew <laughs> um no i think they they wanted a different center than james Wiseman could be and they saw enough 
in practices, workouts, in the G League, because it wasn't just you know the 60 games he played here that they were evaluating. They evaluated him on an almost daily basis. And I think they came to the conclusion that they can't wait much longer. In fact, they couldn't wait any longer. And it didn't help that above and beyond the injuries and everything else, there were tax ramifications. The Warriors are no longer the freest spending team in the league. They they did that. And they got to where they are because of it. But it wasn't going to be an unlimited pass. And at some point, if you decide you're going to stay with Wiseman, you're going to be paying a nine-figure tax for that. And that's a lot of what it was involved in their decision to move him. I agree. I also think that they would have absolutely bitten their bottom lip on the price of admission to James Wiseman if they thought that they were going to get a good ride out of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, they didn't give him away because they were worried about money, but money was part of the issue. Because I get, I would assume that at some point, Joe Lacob could ask the musical question, all right, how lo- much longer do we have to wait? Because my timeline says this offseason is when we... We have to fish or cut bait. And I think the answer was, we don't think it's that's going to be enough time for him. And so they made, they made the pragmatic decision to move him just, you know, A, because they couldn't wait any longer, and B, because they wouldn't wait any longer. I'll just say this too. Steve said, I don't care about the 1978 Washington Bullets. You should. You should. Because if there's one thing I know about the Warriors in the past is that they were good enough to spit in the eye of NBA history. I don't think they're that team anymore. NBA history says, if you want to be a champion, you have to win at least 44 games. There's never been a truth that has come from 43 or fewer games in the history of basketball. So... You know, he can play the, I don't care about that. I don't care about the past. Steve has been around the game long enough to know that the past is prologue. You want to know where you're going? Look at what has happened. This team, the Golden State Warriors, must go 15-9 and in their final 24 games to qualify for the bare minimum of wins any NBA champion has ever been allowed. Or you can just go ahead and shoot 73% from three the rest of the way and you'll go 24-0 and and there's absolutely nothing to worry about. They're going to flip a switch because it's really been there all year and they just, you know, they just decided not yet, not yet, not yet. When are we going to flip that switch? You want to do it now? No. What about tonight? No. How about tonight? No. No. I know where the switch is though, guys. We'll flip it when I say so. Oh, that's not what they're doing, though. They'd no, like, they're not. They'd they're, like they're, to find the switch. They don't have. They don't have located it. There is no switch. And they may not. And they may not locate it. And here's the thing: they have had access to the switch much longer than most champions are ever allowed access to said switch. Yeah, they have had a glorious run. I will never be angry at this ending because all great. Teams come to an end. And look at what they've given us. But this is either a massive moment of rebooting and then the next three years are going to be completely awesome or this is the beginning of the end. If not, then we really don't need an NBA regular season ever again. Like The, the Warriors, will, we should, at no point in time should we use a single bullet point of regular season data to ever to even try to frame like we should we shouldn't even bother broadcasting their games anymore because the warriors postseason is untethered to the reality of the regular season that that i mean if if they've got that in them amazing yeah but if they have that they'd be swimming against the tide of almost all nba history Exactly. I mean, I mean, so don't pretend that the 78 bullets don't matter, Steve. They no, but, it, but, do. but to be honest, they really don't matter. All they are is the outlier that proves the rule, which is the regular season matters because seeding matters, because early round matchups matter. 
I mean, that's that's simply true. And they know it as well as anybody else. It's just they can't affect where they are right now because they can't get any headway. Their, their inconsistency is what defines them this year and what made and will likely doom them. Do you think Bob Myers ever walks up to Steve Kerr in an honest moment and says, how come you don't draft the players I, or play the players I draft for you? No. I think they talk so much all the time that they already know the answers why. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, do, do you, does, does it strike you? I mean, I, I thought that the reason why James Wiseman wasn't playing was because he was wildly soft. Like I said, big men come in two flavors. Stone bodies, soft hands, or soft bodies and stone hands. They must have known quickly that James Bo- James Wiseman is soft body, stone hands. They had all those injuries to prove the soft body. They had all that trouble catching the ball and, you know, interior passes to say stone hands. Really wasn't a shot blocker, really wasn't a rebounder. It's hard to block and rebound when you got bad hands. It might also be that his skill set, as much as people wanted to rave about it, didn't work quickly enough at this level. I mean, that, there are so many things that we don't know about him even now that I don't know that you can define him. And I think it's going to take, you know, whatever's left of this season in Detroit and wherever he lands next, if he doesn't, you know, stay with the Pistons, that's when we're going to find out what he is and what he isn't. James Wiseman has scored six points in nine minutes so far with his debut with the Detroit Pistons. He is minus eight in the box score, but there isn't a single Piston who is in the positive of the plus minus. They're they losing down 15. 66 to 51 right now in Boston. Um, so, it, it, look, it's going to be fascinating to see what he becomes without the Warriors. And I guess if, if there were one more question, I should have gotten into Steve. And he probably wouldn't have liked this one either. Did James Wiseman let the Warriors down? Or did the Warriors let James Wiseman down? Could they have done more? Could they have salvaged it? Could they have danced around him delicately enough to got him, you know, to, to get him on the floor for one song. There's one song. We're not asking you to dance the entire concert and the night away. One song. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. It, eight minutes from a guy off the bench shouldn't really be the reason why you can win an NBA championship or not. You know, you don't want to play him when you're when you got an eight man rotation, a nine man rotation because it's the postseason, and then he gets cut off. Okay, okay. On a Wednesday night against the Orlando Magic, you better be able to find eight minutes for the number two pick in the draft, unless he straight up can't play, and maybe he can't play. Well, that might we'll find out. But I think the the question should be framed: Can you help us win tonight? And I think they looked at him and said, no, I don't think he can help us win tonight. And that's why he didn't play very much. I mean, you, I mean, I believe that the Warriors, you know, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob, Steve Kerr, they all believe the same thing, is you don't give minutes away until they've been earned. And because that's their philosophy, Jonathan Kaminga looks like a 10-year player because they didn't give him you know, minutes just because he was on the roster. And I think, you know, they clearly have done that with Jordan Poole. I mean, Jordan Poole... But Jonathan Kaminga's hardly a perfect player. He's not out no, there. No, but, he's, but he's, he's far more helpful on a night-in, night-out basis than Weissman was. And I don't think it's just that Weissman... How much of that is the chance that he was given? You, it, how much of that was the chance that he earned? Because that's how I view this. I, I don't believe you give a guy minutes just because he exists. Is You have to show that when you're on the floor, you help make the team better. And unless you've got no other players, then if you can't do that, you don't play. See, but I, I think when you're a lottery pick, you get a look based on that alone. You know, you, you, we just took you in the lottery. In the NBA, that is a, a really, 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 really big deal. 
But most of the time, teams that are in the lottery are usually bad teams. So they get a lot. minutes. Uh, you could say how many, ever many minutes you eight want. minutes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If he showed that he couldn't play eight minutes, then that's your conclusion. Then you keep on putting him out there and you say, well, this is, you know, you got these eight minutes wrong. Now you got these eight minutes wrong. Now we have 16 minutes of tape to learn from. Not, we gave you eight minutes, didn't work out. We'll see you in three months. That's a really weird way to go about crafting someone. Because the, be first job, the first job of the team is not to craft someone. The first job is to win the game and then win the game after that and put the players on the floor that give you the best chance to win the game. Right. But had it's they not, not about gone ahead and crafted Steph Curry, Steph Curry doesn't become Steph Curry, right? I mean, you but know. But Stephen I mean, Curry was a better player when he started out than James Weissman was. Sure. He, but I he mean, was he also landed, losing minutes to AC hit, Law because of he, stubborn coaching, but he still got his eight minutes. But what kind of team was it when he started? It was a bad team. This is a bad team. It's not a bad team. It's a mediocre, inconsistent team that ought to be better than it is. Measured against the Warriors, that's a working definition of bad. Measured against the teams they're playing against in this year, they're right in the middle. And right in the middle can get you into the playoffs. Should they be better? Absolutely. Pitchers and catchers, yay! That and a couple of calls when we come on back here for a final segment. Damon and Rattle, we are brought to you by AC Transit. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Ray, today uh, Jacob deGrom felt a little tweak in his oblique and missed his first bullpen of the entire year. Welcome to baseball season. I was surprised it took that long. Seriously. We'll have a little bit more on the... Uh opening of spring training tomorrow we had quite a bit of nfl today with peter king and of course our conversation with steve kerr an awful lot of it about james wiseman few callers remain let's go ahead and say hello to james in berkeley hello james you're on 95 7 the game hi thanks for taking my call you know i gotta say damon you're usually spot on with your takes but on the wiseman situation to me it doesn't seem too complicated let me go through it First of all, the 21-year-old kid missed one-and-a-half seasons via injury. Secondly, his inexperience, his fit, and the salary that he was making made it untenable for the Warriors to keep him going on the future. Can you name me when a 21-year-old inexperienced center contributed on a championship team? 
No, but that's a, that, that they knew that going in, too. I mean, they knew that when they made the selection. So they weren't drafting him to be a 21-year-old center that played well for a championship team right now. They drafted him to turn him into a guy that four or five years in his career became Jermaine O'Neal. They obviously completely gave up on that being James Wiseman's reality. Because I do think, had they seen a true NBA frontcourt entity, they retain his rights and he's still on the team. So they didn't see that. So I don't. So they traded them. So they, they, you know, they missed the pick, and they bite the bullet. You get GP two back. I, I mean, getting Steve Kerr to, to agree to that, I think, is challenging. But I think that it's clear, and I think mostly due to his injuries. You know, let's not forget, he missed two seasons really. So development, it wasn't a lack of development; it was a lack of opportunity and availability. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's a a lot of things that factor into why it it didn't work out. And it was opportunity, availability, injury, his timeline, not meeting the Warriors. And it might have something to do with him not being a particularly good basketball player at the professional level. there's, There's nothing wrong with not being able to play in the NBA. The vast majority of everyone who's ever breathed on planet Earth fits into that category. This league's brutal, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 brutal. it's meant to be brutal. Every single NBA draft, if you're lucky, finds maybe eight to ten players who will have a career of five years or more. If you're lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. This league washes out really good basketball players all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, we've said it over and over again. It's you know, his his timeline was shorter than most because he was on a team that had immediate ambitions. Most second picks and drafts go to bad teams that have nothing but time because they don't have anything to build on. That's supposed to be a building block. Um, beyond that, there is a point at which you have to stop justifying the draft. You just go, hey, but he was a second, but he was a second pick of the draft. Yeah, but it doesn't work here. So you move. You know, I mean, the worst thing they could have done is have somebody there they don't believe in and keep him just because they picked him second. Uh, Matt in San Francisco. What do you got, Matt? How's it going? Um, I disagree with you guys' takes uh, for slightly different reasons than the last caller. I was just going to say, you know, they were probably not foreseeing him being injured for that long through his rookie year, they probably thought since, hey, okay, Clay's still out. We don't know what Steph's going to be like this year and the rest of the team. We kind of just have a miscellaneous team this year. This will be the development year for James Wiseman. And hopefully, not to say he was going to become a dominant 21-year-old center that's going to help win a championship, but they just probably thought he would be a solid rotational player by this point in time. But due to, due to injury... And also the unexpected championship win last year, we just can't really sink down to that standard to have the patience to help nurture him with those given facts. So that's my opinion. And I think when Steph was coming along, you know, (laughs) the Warriors sucked. They they sucked when they drafted him. So there was really no expectation, let alone a championship. So, yeah, that's my take. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for listening. And you make good points. And look, they got this one wrong. A team that has gotten so much right got this one wrong, and unfortunately for them, their pivot off of the wrong decision to bring in the right player got totally stymied by the fact that Gary Payton II has a core injury, which means in the Warriors' remaining 24 games this year, he might miss 20 of them. I mean, who the hell knows? Oh, he'll miss more than that. I mean, mean, they've they've, they've already said it's going to be like two months, which takes you to the end of the regular season. Well, then there you go. Yeah, I mean, I think I think most of the timelines I've seen suggest if they're fortunate, the second round of the playoffs, which would take you to the start of May. So, I think they got think, a lot to do to reach the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, but you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not. I don't know that that's the way to bet based on what we've seen, but the theory would be, or at least the one they would advance is, well, we we have. We have a track record, and they're not relying on it. I think it pisses them off that they've played the way they have. But that's a read they can play publicly. Inside, they know how deficient they are in so many areas. But 
for the outside, if you're going to try to sell that you still got a shot to the public, that's the thing you're going to rely on most is we've done this before. Well, I'll tell you, coming up next on The Game, brought to you by Fremont Bank. It's the best of the game, an hour of our best content, including our conversation with Steve Kerr. Was it awkward? Was it tension-filled? Was it combative? You go ahead and you listen and you, you figure it out for yourself. I didn't think it was... I thought it was... I thought we asked the questions that needed to be asked. He gave the answers that he needed to give. And they want to lay this down in its grave as gently as possible and move on and not speak of it again. A little quick uh, update on James Wiseman tonight as you check back into this game. He has not. He's still at nine minutes, six points, two rebounds. Be interesting to see what his box scores look like on this Detroit Piston team. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in today. Good stuff all around. Steve Kerr, thank you. Peter King, thank you. Lucas, thank you very much to Grandy, Ray. I failed. No. Excellent. No, I wanted to fail. Excellent day of broadcasting I'm out of you. I'm tanking for a better draft pick. Your desire to fail didn't impede your ability to be completely mediocre at this. Congratulations. I'm an, I'm an 11 seed. <laughs> Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.